Welcome back to the BB Show, ladies and gentlemen. As always, I'm your host, Beebs. I'm here with my favorite co-host, Chen. We're here for our Week 13 NFL Reactions, and I'm just going to kick it right off. Um, we're going to go through the – we got the Fantasy Frenzy recap today. We got, uh, we're going to react to all the games and then uh, potentially, you know, we'll break it down for some more, some more debate, some, some just kind of MVP talk for the NFL. So uh, what are you doing, bro? Uh, I just saw a bombshell Jimmy Cheese out for the year, but oh, we can live yeah. reaction to that. Broke oh his gosh. broke his foot. So if Brock Purdy is the guy, which oh I don't think he is, we'll see. Gosh, uh, Niners but, uh, No, you said yeah, oh jeez. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll definitely delve into that one because we still ended up winning with him. I guess I, I would consider a very top AFC you know opponent. But uh yeah, our I'm gonna dive into the Bills Patriots right away. Yeah, right? We, we can do I that. Mean, obviously, yeah. I, I missed that pick. Um, their only touchdown came from a guy on defense, like it was <laughs> Troy Brown back in the day. Uh, you know, th- this wasn't. I mean, in terms of my pick, it was surprising, right? Like I thought the Patriots were gonna do something. Um, ultimately, I think this kind of solidifies Patriots. I really don't think they're getting in the playoffs. I know the Jets lost today. I know the Dolphins lost today. But both of those teams looked, I think, far and away better than the Patriots have. Not only most of the year, but definitely this week. Um, and I, yeah, think, I, I, I mean, think it's time to end this uh, Matt Patricia experiment here. Um, oh, he's not good. He's just not good. Correct <laughs> um, me if I'm wrong. I'm 99% sure I'm right. He was a defensive coordinator on their last Super Bowl team, right? Right. And then for some reason, they decided to make him off. switched to offense for no reason. For I, some I, reason. You went to Detroit. <laughs> they're like, he can do both. They That's not how coaching that... works, man. No. <laughs> no. You no, are no. one or the other. Except, I mean, obviously, there are exceptions, but. Like there is, and you can gain insight from both sides, but like at that level is what I'm saying. You don't just switch, just make the switch one year to the next from a D coordinator to an O coordinator. You might say, Oh, I'll take an offensive assistant job and then, you know, work your way, you know, and there's guys in college who switch back and forth all the time. Like the college coaching tree is insane, but yeah, you don't just randomly just decide one day, Oh yeah, you know what? I'm going to be an O coordinator. And I'm going to, you know, take Mac Jones, uh, who probably needs a good offensive coordinator, who has no weapons around him, um, who needs to scheme people up. And I'm going to take him to the promise line. That That's not how that works, man. No. I hate to. Especially when Patricia really got his name from, like you mentioned, being a defensive guy. But uh, being a defensive guy under Bill Belichick, like, I'm sorry. Like, he's already getting kind of a free pass to – be a defense coordinator for a lot of teams. I mean, realistically. And so for him to just kind of make the transition because he went and coached Detroit as a head coach, apparently he can do all now offense and defense. Uh, yeah, I've never liked the way the Patriots since, since really Brady left it, even when they had McDaniels, uh, I mean, Mac Jones had a, a somewhat, you know, I, eh, no, we'll say it. he had a good rookie year, but in terms of overall quarterback, we'll say it's somewhat decent. Um, I still think moment, he's a, an average quarterback. I oh, I would agree. I think like, actually, yeah. at, at this point, this play calling is hurting him, and the fact they really don't have any. What explosive weapon do I have? I, I mean, 
Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, and Devontae Parker. We'll no, take Jacoby exposed, Myers out of it. Those two dudes, Devontae Parker and Aguilar. Are like, Stevenson. Yeah, and that's problematic. I'm pretty yeah. sure they got him in the bottom half of the draft, not the top. And when you're already looking that far down, that's a problem. Uh, Damian Harris was his, I don't want to say co-star in Alabama, but they both went there, and Damian Harris being a running back. Um, no, and I'm pretty sure the Patriots but... didn't they spend like the most money this offseason that Belichick. They spent a lot of money in both their tight ends. I don't know if it was this year or two years ago. I'm pretty but sure this Hunter past Henry and Jonu Smith both have been, yeah, in my yeah. opinion, like expectation wise, stunk. Jonu Smith especially, but Hunter Henry, like with the Chargers, there was always this idea of him being like a a boom candidate, like could be an ultra receiving tight end, and both those guys have just been very pedestrian. And with a team that's been great with Gronk and Aaron Hernandez now, both of those guys, and we're taking off the field out of it. Aaron Hernandez and Gronk were a great combo. Like, like that team was yeah. good. Um, it's not anything close with Hunter Henry and Johnny. I just, I just, I just gotta be honest. I, I don't see the vision here with the Patriots. I'm not saying they can't win with Mac Jones because. I actually don't dislike him. Well, what's their identity? Can you at least uh, like, tell me this? What is the Patriots' identity right now? Well, that's where it I'm getting. Like that's where I'm getting so is they don't. Mid. Here's the problem: is their identity rides in their all-time great head coach, um, and, right. and their defensive. They're, they're a solid defensive team. They always have been under Belichick because he's a defensive mastermind. But the problem is in the long-term vision is what I'm referring to that I don't see is I, I think they could win with Mac Jones. I, I you know, and, and maybe you know. Some guys take the leaps, right? Later, look at Tua, right? Like sometimes it takes more time, and, and Mac Jones has shown enough promise to ride him out. But the the problem I don't, the vision I don't see is Belichick's like what, like seventy one years old, seventy years old. Like realistically, how much longer is he going to coach before he throws in the towel? And I don't think they're going to yeah. win in that time because they're just not in a position to gather assets to build a championship caliber roster at this point, you know, unless they're going to somehow find a diamond wide receiver in the draft in the middle of the first round, they're not going to do anything. And so they're not going to attract a free agent to come there because they don't have Tom Brady. They're not going to get like a Randy Moss situation, right? They don't have Tom Brady. They have Mac Jones. So yeah, I I just don't see the vision. I don't they need some they need to find weapons somewhere and they're spending money on guys who are not weapons like Devontae Parker and Nelson Aguilar. Like <laughs> they don't see like a soft reboot. Like it's it's weird that this team still finds themselves in contention every year. Their defense is really good. I, I just I'm just right, and a lot of that I would think is schematics by Belichick. I mean, if you can yeah. list off to me a Patriots, I mean, Devin McCourty is great, but I think he's like 37. I think Matthew, I mean, he's not 37. You, you know, <laughs> Judon's great. Uh, yeah. What, 34. I'm pretty sure uh, Judon leads the league. And that's just why and they're good. And that's great. You yeah. know, they schemat. He's not Khalil Mack or a Bosa brother no. or a Watt brother, but they just, no. he just schemes. They scheme this pass rush, and, and you know what? That's why they're six and six. Otherwise, I think they'd be, they'd look like the Bears or they'd look like the Packers. I mean, they'd be terrible. So, right, you know, it, it is what it is. It, it, as for the Bills, I I really like. Can we just all pump the brakes? I may be a little bit of a victim of this. I might not have said it, but let's pump the brakes on like, are the Bills okay? Like, 
dude, teams lose games, right? Nobody goes undefeated. Like they're just not no. going to show up that week. And so, uh, and we'll talk about this more when we get to the Bengals game, but Bill's got two wins this week uh, in my mind, because they're now the first seed in the AFC. And if they're going to mm. be Kansas city, they're going to want to be in Buffalo, which they haven't had the opportunity to do. So um, right. Big time win for them. I think they're solidified, especially with the Jets loss. They're going to take this division and Miami's loss. So, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. I would say, yeah, relative to the week, I mean, going in, so, yeah, you got to win on the Patriots, great. But like you said, the way the rest of this Sunday stacked out, uh, Bills are huge winners. I do still stand – I stand by the statement of the Bills are way too reliant on Josh Allen for success, but – that doesn't deny the fact that Josh Allen is really freaking good, dude. So they're going to be successful. Yeah. And, and oh, look, ultimately, they still have Stefan Diggs. Um, some of their other, like Dawson Knox, McKenzie, Gabe Davis, they're, they're just kind of like, all right. A lot of people are making the argument that Josh Allen made them. And I think half of that's probably accurate. Um, not Diggs, everybody else, uh, but not Diggs. Yeah, yeah, not Diggs. Everybody else I mentioned, you know, yeah, Mc- Isaiah McKenzie, Gabe Davis. Yeah, yeah. It was good to see. Um, uh, I'll say this because you would agree your number one concern with the Bills has been the rushing attack, correct? Um, I would say running backs in terms of because here's the thing in terms of what they do offensively, running like they're actually really good ranking wise. It's because just of Josh Allen. Yes, and that I think is that's the that's you're not going to want to run this concern. dude. Even even if you're at home, your home is Buffalo, and when it's January and you're running at 23 temperatures with your franchise quarterback, and you're having this yeah. dude power in for first downs, you might hey even if you win a championship this year, power to Buffalo, they need it, but you're also sacrificing longevity of Josh Allen's career. So I think that's where some of that. You know, uh, conversation can be made that they brought in Naheem Hines, all right, but he's a receiving back. I'm not saying he's more of a receiver than a running I back. Think, I think they brought but, him to special teams at this point. That seems apparent. And that, that might be rightfully so, but then are we really going to say Devin Singletary is the guy that's – man? Well, alone, let's, look, he, at the, he let's look at the – Let's characters. I don't want to harp too much on their – like because the running game works. But in terms of the even the personnel, I feel like their offensive personnel has been very overrated. It's kind of Josh Allen, Diggs, and everybody else. And I think a lot of that is good schemes. I think it's having two of the better players at both their respective positions in the league. Um, I think that creates some opportunity for the running games. That fear of Diggs and Allen launching at 70, 80 yards. I, I'd like to see Stingletary. I would like to see Singletary and Hines, and they kind of you know get things going. Well, you're forgetting once. you're forgetting they invested that second rounder to James Cook, who I would argue had his best game yet. Um, and he's that's getting was, more touches, which yeah, I like. That's, I think that's what I like the most. He had 14 carries for 60 yards, and then he had another six catches for 40 yards, so over 100, which is good. Yards. I think he should be that lead guy, though. I know it's like I I early. I, I just think he's shown. Now is he bigger than Devin Singletary and more explosive? He can catch it. So it's like, are you really just sticking to Singletary because he's been the most known, most reliable running back in that room the past couple of years? And that's okay, but I think the Bills might have missed. Yeah, no, that that really is the right. You just 
misutilize James Cook in the beginning of the I season. I mean, he still is only what a second year player, a rookie year. Is he a rookie this I year? Mean, he's on his rookie year. Yeah. Like it, James yeah. Cook, he came in the draft. I really think a guy like that, you get him kind of going early. And then, like, you're, you know, especially at this point, that he can do it all for you. He's, he's going to be a similar Dalvin Cook product. Both of them are brothers. Try it. You, you know what I mean? Try it earlier than. I get they get like four or five more games in here, so it might all work itself out. But um, if people agree. come to like concerns with the Bills rushing game, I don't think it's terms of their overall numbers. They can run the ball as a football team. It's, no, it's just concerns relying that they're on, too reliant on Josh Allen. Yeah, that the fact that more yards coming from Josh Allen. But, hey, they won the game. Solid division win, and I think right now they're either slotted up the first seed or tied for it. Um, so uh, they got they got the number one seed. Right, and we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to the the Chiefs game. But all right, right let's pivot right. pivot to the noon window, and we can kick it off uh, with some irrelevant teams, in my opinion. But huh. you will you will disagree. Uh, Bears Packers. Um, I would Bears. disagree. Uh, I, I think irrelevant because <laughs> the Packers are my team. But in terms of relevancy to the uh, playoff picture, yeah, both irrelevant. And uh, no, no, you you speak more on this. I, I don't really have much to say. I mean, the, the, the Packers fourth quarter comeback, Rodgers. I don't, I don't know. Christian Watson's good. That's that's my biggest takeaway here. Is he's really good when he's healthy. So as long as he stays healthy, I mean, they might have hit on this pick. Man, I'm just gonna keep it a buck. This would have been cool to see if we were winning games before this. Congratulations, Raj. Congratulations, Packers. You came alive and beat the Bears, and now we're five and eight. The Bears who well, arguably well, wanted to. Well done. Yeah, you just helped this team not only get a better pick, they they got a better pick in spite of us. Like they just moved up closer to a better player, and we moved back. I understand I picked them when I'm glad I got it. But when this game first started watching it, I'm like, all right, can the Bears just run away with this? Like I don't want it death by a thousand cuts. I'd rather the Bears just beat us. We, you know, we lose, go home, get a better pick. But we ended up winning it, which again was cool. It's nice to see Christian Watson develop, yada, yada, yada. But now we extend this conversation that Rodgers might mathematically, I again don't know the mathematics of it. Got to see how it looks. But he probably has a shot at starting next week because we're not completely eliminated. Rodgers is starting next, all of next year. What are you talking about? Okay, next year again, that's fine, but uh, I'm I would like to see Jordan Love. Why? It doesn't it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter because he's not gonna play for the Packers next year because the Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, we we gotta million. see what we got. We gotta see what we got. We gotta see I, in the sense. I, I don't disagree, but I, there's no logic in and furthermore, like if we're gonna use this guy next year, why risk a heavy injury? Why risk a Brutal tawny yellow and a broken collarbone. Some I would freak uh, thing. Okay, but like I don't like the mathematically they're still in the playoff picture. You want to have that? Yeah, five and eight. I mean, if we really scrape in and get a nine and eight wild card with with Jimmy G for the year, I mean, it's a different conversation. Is it the? They're dropped out of the picture now. In my opinion, yeah, we can get to that. You know, later on, but um, ultimately, Packers. Think they got a couple somewhat challenging games left. I know the Vikings are in there. Even if it's like eight and nine, we're like we're gonna end in this spot 
We're not going to get a crazy great guy. Oh, Packers are going to and we're not going to know. Yeah, we're not going to know what Jordan Love is. Like, I feel like in terms of seasons, there's a lot of teams that lost season. I think the Broncos are front runners. I don't know if anyone's going to catch it. But in, in terms <laughs> of what, what the Packers have done, what have we accomplished this season? We're not Absolutely only in not salary cap just torture right now. We have a terrible – love Aaron Jones. But we just paid a running back for a team that not only needs a salary cap to rebuild defensively, but even some things offensively. A guy next to Christian Watson would be nice. Consistency at the O-line position would be nice. Um, I, this was probably the least satisfying Bears win I've ever witnessed. Quite honestly, maybe it was part of my mood just getting sour because we started off bad. But like looking at this just completely objectively non-biased, this does nothing for us. It just sets us back farther in the draft. Even if, like, I'm a real... Eh, I was a realistic Packer fan. That's a lie. I'm an opt. I'm <laughs> yeah, an optimistic one, but I'm I'm at the point where even as an optimist, we could win out and still not make playoffs. And it's yep. really realistic. We won't. I mean, it goes Rams, so, Dolphins, Vikings, Lions. Yeah, Dolphins and Vikings. I hate. I, I don't like that we got to play that. I don't think we beat both those teams. And the Lions at this point, you saw them what they did today. It's just not good, man. It's really like I, I would just wish we could start for next season. Um, I wish we could just get on that train already because there's a lot that needs to get done. And on the flip side of this, the Bears, they got a better pick. Fields, I understand he had the two picks today, but like lit- I know it's such a subjective, but outside of that, he was extremely efficient, not only through the air, but on the ground. Um, yeah. They lost at home. Yeah, for the Bears, it doesn't look good. But from my knowledge, they're not playing for this season anyway. That's what the Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn trades told me. They got hundred plus million dollars in cap. This team is going to look a lot different next year, and we'll see what that Bears roster does. But that's what my concern is for the Packers. We're not going to look different next year. Going into this, hoping we can run it back with a different DC, and we're going to be better. All right, I hope so. I, I really do. I hope Christian Watson's development, you know, just outweighs the rest of our team getting older. But I don't know if you have any more thoughts. We can move no, on to my Packers have, de- depresso, espresso talk. No words for either of those two teams that mean anything. It's just not. It's a, it's becoming a waste of time. We're at the point of the season where games are not mattering, and that was one of them. Yeah. Um, Kind of a similar boat, but uh, we both did take the Steelers to beat the Falcons this weekend, and uh, they squeaked it out. I was really mad. I had Mariota over 13 and a half completions as my last leg, and he had 13, so that stinks. Nice. But, uh, yeah, um, Steelers kind of with an ugly win. I think they've won three out of the last four. Um, That's what they do. They win ugly. They don't really have I, good reason to win. I, I'm know. starting to like Kenny Pickett a little bit here. Um, I, he's not doing anything crazy, but uh, it's just like maybe maybe I don't like Kenny Pickett. Maybe I like Mike Tomlin. <laughs> maybe that <laughs> maybe that's the answer here. And TJ Watt, I guess. But um, yeah, Najee Harris is coming on. He averaged five yards carry today. I really don't have much else to add other than uh, just disappointing to see how far the Falcons have fallen. Yeah, this is kind of what we expected from the Falcons beginning of the year for them to kind of hit this point yeah. now was weird. 
And it's, of course, just makes things so much easier for Brady. Because obviously the Panthers are not in this. And Saints, we'll see him tomorrow night. But I don't think are realistically in this either. And so the Buccaneers realistically can make this at 8-9, even 7-10, and the way the rest of the division is playing. Um, There's kind of like a no reason the Buccaneers won't make it in, which is crazy. It's just crazy. Uh, but good for the Steelers. I don't know if their trap position is – it's probably going to be a little bit affected by this, but they they were pretty bottom of the barrel last time I checked. Um, Up to five and seven. Top five. So Wow. Okay. So they might actually win themselves out of the uh, top ten, which – They got to keep Tomlin's streak. They got to keep Tomlin's streak going. Yeah. Hey, nine and eight for them actually seems pretty realistic. Four and one. I don't know what they got rest on their schedule, but the way they've been playing. Um, we'll see. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, we'll see. I just think a lot of these teams, it comes to the point where, as a fan, how really happy are you with these wins? As yeah. a Packers fan, I'm not that crazy happy. I know Steelers are probably like, great, we beat the Falcons. Like, it just doesn't do anything. Yeah. I'm glad we're getting these out of the way, agree. but. Oh, let's man. uh let's pivot to some teams that are actually in the playoff picture here. Yeah, um, yeah. My favorite game of the day, Jets almost went into Minnesota and pulled off a crazy last second upset. Um Mike White 31 of 57, which we can talk about that. Uh 369, mm-hmm. no touchdowns, two interceptions. Greg Zerloin had five field goals today. Um, and that's kind of, that was kind of the story of the game. My biggest takeaway, I'm just not – I'm not all in on the Vikings, man. I'm just – I'm just – I just – I'm never going to be game. all in. I, I'm never not. Um, you, you don't think from like the – well, there's two things I, I kind of want to – Ian answer them one at a time. One, our whole beef with the Vikings, not only this year but the past couple of years, is like they don't finish close games. They don't win. Which is what they're doing this year. Right. They're doing what they haven't been able to do for years this year. So I can't take that away from them. But even from the Jets aspect, right? They lost this game by five points. But they went into a lot of people arguing outside of the Eagles, the top NFC contender. And, like, they had them on the ropes. They they really could have got it done. And this is, I think, the second week now of Mike White. Yeah. And we still got a couple more weeks to go. Like, I really think by playoff time, the, the dude is – they're comfortable giving him 57 attempts. That is – that is No, I mean, game script plays a little bit. Right? Uh, so to get close no, to and let's not, difference. you know, say he was 0-2 with two picks. He had the one on the ground, right? He had the rush touchdown. So, Well, I mean, well, if you're we'll going to throw the ball 57 times, you're going to throw interceptions. Like, it's just – right. That's not right. going to happen. Like, so I don't think two is that bad. I don't think it's – Well, you'd like to – the bigger problem here is that they couldn't get the ball in the end zone. They kicked five field goals. Okay, I mean, right. it's not like they weren't moving the ball. He had 370 yards passing, and Zonovan Knight had 90 on the ground. Over, on 15. Yeah. Oh, that, that is kind of wild. So Very it's not like they weren't moving the ball. It, it's – look, uh, credit to Minnesota for being, up, being able to close out cold, close games – which is the number one thing you want when you're looking for a team that can go all the way. But, um, yeah, the defense is is really concerning to me. I, I just 
when they play a team like the Eagles, who's going to capitalize on mistakes and going to finish drives, when they play, and, and you know, I don't want to say the Bucks, but when they play a, just a team like the Eagles, I don't know, because now the Niners aren't. The, when they play a good team, and not that the Jets aren't, but they play an above-average contender, which I don't think the Jets are, uh, the defense is going to catch up to them. That's kind of where I'm going with this. And uh, look, I like this Vikings team. I liked, you know, they're fun to watch, but I just don't think they have the legs. And people are going to disagree with me. I, I don't care. I, I just don't think they have the legs. Hmm. They're not beating good teams. The Jets are what? I mean, let's look at let's look at the Vikings schedule. Actually, let's look at who they beat. I mean, it's hard for me to look at it. Well, that's the problem. Like, we can do that. Like, the Cowboys was kind of the anomaly, but, like, they beat the Bills, who, like, a lot of people at this. They didn't beat the Bills. The Bills lost the game. Let's also remember that. That's fair, but it was in Buffalo. Like, if if the Vikings are hanging there, trust me, I'm not sure. I don't want to advocate for the Vikings. I hate that I'm even doing it, but. I'm not saying the Vikings aren't a Super Bowl contender either. I just don't see them getting over the hump and beating Philly or beating Dallas. I think that they just cannot. I just do not see them beating those teams. I don't think they they beat an AFC team in the Super Bowl. I I personally, if an AFC winner is not crowned, I will be shocked. That is my takeaway. After watching the Chiefs game today, I really don't think it's going to be an AFC winner. I could get behind that. The only team I could see is Dallas, honestly. Uh, we'll talk about Philly. But it's Actually, Dallas. Yeah, but it's Dallas. Exactly. I was I was getting there. So Cowboys um, curse. That's what they do. Yeah. Let's pivot. Let's pivot. Let's talk about the Philly then, because this was a game I was way off on. Way off. I thought the Titans were going to be able to run the ball down their throats. Um, and Derrick Henry had 11 carries for 30 yards today. Mm-hmm. Um, safe to say that the Titans are missing AJ Brown a little bit here. Um, uh, yeah, considering what he did to them, I would have <laughs> to concur. I I guess my thing is, what does this say about the Titans? Like, it the, what the Eagles did today. Let's just no way. But the Titans they, lost three straight. He did. Um, so they I were seven they and two, played, right? I believe they played the Packers three weeks ago. That's why I'm kind of balking on this. I'm I'm pretty sure they or might have lost three out of straight. four. Maybe, they, but but like in okay, terms, so they've of lost the, two straight. They've lost two straight. Okay. Yeah, like what the Titans do, they just pound the rock, and the Packers are like completely incapable of doing that. Like teams that might be bad against the run. But, like, I this is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. There's teams that are capable of stopping the run and teams that are just can't do it. Like, you can be bad against stopping the run, but if you know it's the only thing teams can do, they can do it. Backers, like, weren't capable. I think there's other teams that, like, they just don't personally. Well, I think it. that's why the Eagles Henry, have huge. That's like, why the Titans are not the 12 win team that they were before because they don't have EJ Brown is that threat on the outside where it's like, okay, we can't put yeah. eight guys in the box because this guy is going to torch any guy we have. And so while Traylon right. Burks, he did get hurt today, uh, has started to emerge. So, I, I mean, I hope he's okay, but he's not there yet. He could be there next year or the year after that. Like, I'm not saying the prospect. I think he's, I think he's a really good prospect, but he's not there yet. And so yeah. uh, 
on the flip side of it, the Eagles really answered all the questions I had about them. I, and I, you know what? I'll issue even I'll go as far to issue an apology to the Philadelphia Eagles. Huh. I was I was out on the Eagles. Okay. Uh, wow. Well, I, yeah, I don't. I didn't gather that, but really. I, I mean, obviously they're an NFC favorite, but I really, I was really convinced that their front seven is just not enough. And they answered the call, man. They answered the call against the league's best rushing attack. And so I don't know if that's statistically true this year, but you get what I'm saying. And so, No, it's a team that relies heavily on it. And I will, I say, play devil's advocate, but I think game flow dictated a lot of this. Like, if to my knowledge, the Eagles got like two touchdowns early. But it's a team like game, man. Early. It's a team game, man. It, it is. They it came is. out like that. And I know it's an AJ Brown revenge game, but I'm pretty sure Devonta Smith had like 15 fantasy points in the first three minutes of the game. Right. Right. Uh, right. And anytime, a t- anytime any offense is going to go with their quarterback going 29 for 39 with 380 and three touchdowns and no interceptions, and they've got two receivers over 100 yards. Yeah. That's a problem. And uh, I'm I'm not all in on the Eagles because I I agree I don't think that they could beat an AFC team. But when it comes to the rest of the NFC, especially with the Niners out of the picture now, it's really between the Eagles and the Cowboys in my mind. That's it. Yeah, mm. we'll see. Uh, Catholic Forty Niners. I, I got some things to say. All I'm right, sure I'll, I'll have some things to say. We we move it on. We can move all on because right. I think there's a. Uh... So here's one I'm interested to hear. Yeah, we got a couple. So like we were 11 different games picked differently and we're both eight and five going into Sunday night. So (laughs) uh, I was wrong about the the Titans uh, and the Jets. You were wrong about the Jaguars. Which I mean, it's it's Jags, right? Lions, what? Three out of four now? Yeah. And man, 40 to 14, I didn't see. Yeah, that's, the Lions that's... winning didn't like. I was like, yeah, okay. I was really taking a flyer that the Jags kind of turned a corner here. But to, just the fashion it happened, um, the Jags are just for the lot, just really the most part, just unexpiring. It's kind of the right word. Jared Goff, I feel like, is quietly, I'd have to check the numbers, but even he's not having a career year, like he's shown himself to be reliable at the position. Yeah, I, th- um, I mean, we've had this talk. I don't think they yeah, draft a quarterback. I think it would only just kind of set back what they're definitely trying to do next year. You know, yeah. if it's a crazy good guy that helps them later on, I definitely think they'd be taking a step back next year. If they burn a high pick because they get the Rams pick as well. And I actually think at this point, the Rams pick might turn out to be closer up than their own. Yeah. So... I just don't really think it's necessary. And, man, they we didn't see Jameson Williams really a whole lot at all today. But seeing Amon Ross St. Brown have a – not career day, but, I mean, 100-something yards, two touchdowns. Shark had almost a 100-yard day. You throw Jameson Williams in the mix with the two-headed monster, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, it kind of sucks they traded Hawkinson, man. It really did because if they just improve this offensive line, if your worst position is oh, quarterback, they, they don't need to is going for. O- I don't think they need to improve their O line. I think their O line is one of the best in the league. I, I think it is, re- but like, what else are we even adding at their point? defense? <laughs> and, and that's cool. And that's cool. But I know they only gave up fourteen it, today, just, but like that—that's oh. still a problem. 
I, I just I feel bad because like they finally I feel like are getting a roster and they're gonna face like quarterback con- like just quarterback questions because what it is. But I think they're if golf right. is gonna give me three hundred and two touchdowns. Yeah, no uh, I, I'm just yeah, I, I gotta see the rest well, of this year. I mean, look, out, man. golf went to a Super Bowl. Like, let's not. I you put a good so defense. So did Jimmy Garoppolo. So did I, I. Those are that's a, he's a starting quarterback right now. So I mean, he is. I'm not he disagreeing. I, I think that they're a year away from playoff contention, uh, unless they're going to find a miraculous way to win out and maybe be in the picture. But I don't think they will. I don't know their right. schedule. Um, I think they're a year away from playoff contention. I think they roll with Jared Goff next year. They just go all in, spend all the money. They got a lot of cap space. They spend some money on some defensive players next year. Put a new defense out there. Keep the guys who've played well, Jaden or Jeff Akuda, uh, the other kid, and then um, Aiden Hutchinson. Obviously, they have to roll with. And so you start. You, put, you get some new pieces. Play defense. Play good defense next year. I think you're in the playoff picture. And now you're looking at a Niner situation, right? Oh, we have Jimmy G. We have Jared Goff. We're going to draft Trey Lance, though. Sit him a year. We have Alex Smith. We're going to draft the guy we want. We're going to make the moves. We have the assets to go get the guy we want. Maybe that's in this draft. Maybe they really love C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Don't think they're going to be capable of getting that guy. So I think they wait. I think they wait for a better – they find the guy they want, and they go get him. They make the move. They go get him. They sit him for a year behind a guy who's been to a Super Bowl, has now had success with the Lions, started the turnaround, and then you have your guy. So the pre- the rush is not to get a quarterback in. Detroit's tendency is to do that. However, I don't think Dan Campbell's going to do that, and that's why I'm, I'm really starting to believe in the vision here because it was a three-year vision way back when, and we're seeing improvement already from last year where they win last year like four games. Now they're already they're five and seven. They won three of their last four. They look good against some of the league's best teams. They just blew out Jacksonville, who was supposed to be really good coming off their big win last week. They barely lost to the Bills. Uh, they're right there. The only thing that's missing is defense and just figuring out how to win the close games, kind of like Minnesota last year. So I think it's there. All right, the recipe is there. Uh, we can. Uh... I don't have a lot to say about the Jags. Personally, this is... Uh, I think uninspired team. is the right one. I, I, I got to see what they do next year, I think, ultimately. There's a lot of changes and whatnot. I'm oh, not I don't think Lawrence... A firm consensus on the team yet. I don't think Lawrence looked bad today either. Um, they just... You can't give up 40 it's just mid. It's just mid. Yeah, like, they're, they're just missing... I, they're missing a little better O-line and obviously a better defense. And, um, you know... Lawrence, I think Lawrence, he's just inconsistent. That's the bottom line. You know, you saw the high last week and 17 of 31 for 180 and a touchdown. Like, uh, I know he did. He did go out with injury today, too, right before the half. So, that is, there is a little bit there, but um, we'll see. I agree. Jags are on hold till next year. That takes us to the Deshaun Watson revenge game in Houston in which he looked horrible. <laughs> I was about to say, it was more of like the defense decided we're going to assert the revenge of Deshaun. It's like, okay. Yeah. You know, Donovan Peoples-Jones with the return touchdown. Pick Not six. like Texas looked good either. I think, honestly, wow. Davis, no, <laughs> what a they, shocker. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, no, no shock there, but. I mean, can you tell me if they start Davis Mills, they lose the game? I don't think they want 
to win the game. And that's why I they're not they starting. To, but I, think really, I think it really speaks on like you just gave Deshaun Watson a boatload of money for a guy who not only had some question marks because we haven't seen him play in a bit, but the off field question marks on top of just the normal quarterback question marks you'd have. And I, I we can even go big. I'm not going to write it off. I'm one not game. writing this off a, Deshaun Watson. This is definitely a guy, knee-jerk reaction. But, yeah, I mean, we've seen how Kevin Stefanski runs his offense. It's, it's run first. You're turning around, hanging the ball off. Deshaun Watson is capable of doing so. I would just like to see, like, an offense run by him. Not Deshaun Watson, Kevin Stefanski, have a successful passer because – we can see, you know, even Baker Mayfield wasn't good there. He's not good with pants. Maybe it's just Baker Mayfield. But if Deshaun Watson's kind of like going to be middle of the pack, you know, this mid-tier well, I don't guy, think we'll have an answer to that until the middle next of year. next season. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's a, it's a Jaguars type of topic. Yeah, well, and you know what? They, they got their guy. They're going to have to give him some time, obviously. And uh, look, uh, Deshaun Watson – I'm not going to hold today against him. You know, he only threw the ball 22 times. He hasn't played in a year and a half or 700 days or whatever it was. So, um, so yeah, no, got the win Cleveland. They're not in the hunt, but they're just floating right around 500 or five and seven. They're floating around mediocrity. Um, Just another, like we're getting to that point of the year where it's, you know, some of these games just, Really don't matter at all, and they're not no. worth talking about. Uh, one game that did matter that ended up uh, in a tie. I had the Commanders, and I felt very strongly about uh, Taylor Godeke, Um, and he did deliver today. He played uh, well, yeah. And uh, you took the Giants, probably just. I mean, it's a safe pick. And now I don't even want to know what the math, what this mathematically means for the playoff picture. I, I really, because oh, it's, it's actually probably help both nightmare. those guys. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, I, I really think after that game, the East might have locked themselves in because we saw what the Falcons did today. We saw what happened with the Niners. It's gonna be one team out of the West, and you got the North where it's gonna be the Vikings. So, as crazy as this sounds, it realistically is gonna be that entire division makes it. I'm still not sold on the Giants, man. I, I'm really <laughs> – they're really starting to phase out for me. They were 7-1, and one, weren't they? I don't know, but even like Seattle was literally on the same trajectory and we're still kind of feeling the same way about Seattle. Like they're going to be contenders. And I think because the Giants aren't as flashy, like we both – like the Commanders beat Philly. Like the Commanders have been My very problem solid with the Giants, and they just tied. My my problem with the Giants comparative to say Seattle is uh, Geno Smith is outplaying Daniel Jones by a mile, and Seattle has oh, a much no better receiving yeah. core. And while I just feel like a lot of what the Giants are trying to do goes through Saquon Barkley, similar to how you feel about Tennessee, and while Barkley's been great this year, he's going to have career high usage, and I just don't see it being sustainable into the playoffs and, and into week 18. I don't, and with the way the division shaking up, I don't see them. I think someone's going to catch them is what I'm getting at here. I think someone's going to catch them and it's either going to be Seattle. It's either going to be Washington uh, or it's going to be somebody we Washington have no idea. Need to, though. That's what I mean. Like, I don't think 
like I really think all those teams are going to make it. We'll see what Seattle does. So you don't think Seattle? Uh, so you think Seattle's going to win the division and the Niners are out? We uh, I, again, I I'm actually going to ask. I'm just going to be like a completely human moment here. I'm going to have to get back to you with that on Thursday because I I don't know. I don't think the 49ers are as bad off as people are going to consider them after the Jimmy G injury, but I also am not confident that the Seahawks are going to just, especially in December here where their defense is lacking and they're supposed to get some wins, whereas the Giants, like, defensively is – don't really know who's all on there besides, like, Leonard Williams, you know, James – like, they got just kind of a wish-wash group of guys, but they play stout. They play well. They got good schemes. It's kind of that old school. They're kind of like the Titans of the, you know, NFC. So I'm just honestly going to have to get back to you on the terms of like, do I think this team, I think the East is in. I really think that entire division. Well, that would mean, that would mean that Seattle is out. I think there's one, right. It's going to be either Seattle or the Niners. I think whoever wins that is going to get the division. I I just don't think between the Niners and Seattle, if the Niners win the division, that means they're going to be in. Seattle's going to be kind of out. But if Seattle runs away with it, I'm assuming that the 49ers have a drastic drop-off. And so that's why I'm kind of like yeah. wary on what to say about things from that nature. But I just got to say it. Like Saquon Barkley, I understand the usage problems. We've said the same thing about Derrick Henry. And the Titans, they always find a way to – Derrick Henry doesn't have the injury history that Saquon and in not the past, presently, no. In the past, the Titans have had AJ Brown, and now they don't. And we just talked about how we don't feel the same way because for that exact reason. Um, but I feel yeah. very strongly. I think the Giants are not making the playoffs. I'm just I'm going to keep riding that. I could be. I might end up being wrong. Yeah. Um, and I might have to we'll issue an apology. We'll see. I got a lot of couple, couple weeks, weeks here, yeah. but yeah. Um. All right. That brings us to the last noon game, the worst football game I've ever watched. It, only, only Russell Wilson could find a way to lose to. Let me check. Tyler Huntley. Hey, he's pretty good. <laughs> if, I'm a, if I'm a Broncos fan, I'd rather have Huntley right now than Russ. But I mean, there's a lot of guys you probably have over Russ at this point. I don't really know how. There to might be that 31 is. guys I have over Russ right now. Maybe even more. There is 31 guys I think I have over us. Yeah. I, I, this guy is, I, 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 I've never seen, this is like watching a heist movie. 10 to 9. That was the final. Yeah. Yeah. What is the number now? Is it like 10 of their games out of the 12? If they just this team would be the number one points? seed. They would <laughs> legit be the number one seed in the AFC if they just had like a, not even like a below average, maybe average for like the 70s offense. Like, it's kind of criminally bad so, how much money the yeah. Broncos paid this dude and he's just robbed them blind for a team that realistically could be competing. It, it is so hard to watch. Nathaniel Hackett's out after the season. He should be. Okay. But even with McDaniels, like the, the Raiders are, they got to win today. He probably extended his fact. He'll get another season. And that's what I don't like. It's, they're like, oh, we'll give him one more year. When you kind of realize he's not the guy, and it's like, well, he had a two-year tenure instead of one. Who cares? Like, if you know he's not the dude, if you don't yeah. – like, if like, what is one year going to change? If you're going to give him a couple more years, I get it. But 
No, I, I just I think you crazy could, when it comes to Josh McDaniels, you can make the case that they're finding their stride right now offensively, but you can. Um, well, I still late. think he should be gone. It's speak for that exact reason. Um, and then pivoting to the Chargers Raiders game because I don't have anything else to say about a ten to nine. Oh, a, a ten to nine, yeah, with uh, backups. Broncos still stink, and the Ravens hung in and beat a good. I've talent. been I've been saying this for a while. I think this was the nail in the coffin for Brandon Staley. I think he's gone. And they're not going to make the playoffs. And to my, it's like, we'll see. this is so classic Chargers. <laughs> classic. Hey, they'll win next they're gonna, week. They're going to finish week. nine and eight with some false optimism. And the, the it's not going to be Brandon Staley's fault. It's going to be they had all these injured players. And so he's going to get another run at it. He's not going to get if, on a run. If everybody's healthy, maybe they finish 10 and 7. Like, this is the most. He's not going to get another just, run. I think that they are they are finally getting enough flack from the media, and they're not getting the pure Justin Herbert hype that they're like, oh, we actually need some receivers that play game more than five games a year. And uh, we need a coach who doesn't go for it on fourth and two on our own 20-yard line against the Browns and get bailed out by yeah. a missed kick. So, um, yeah. The only I guy – the only guy – I mean, Keenan Allen will be back next year. Obviously, Herbert's back. But, you know, ideally you want to contend when you have a quarterback like this is on his rookie contract. And I think, what, he's got like two years left. And so – No, they've is, wasted way too many years already, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. And so they're going to have to make a splash in free agency at receiver or tight – some sort of offensive weapon. I think Eckler's obviously – he'll stay, but – um, Keenan Allen's not it, man. He's just not. Even when he's at his best, like he was today, it was his best game of the year, six for eighty-eight, and that crazy touchdown. He's just he's not what he's not what Justin Jefferson brings to the table. And I know I'm going all the way to the top, but even down enough, she's not what DK Metcalf brings to the table for you, right? Like, speed, speed is important in today's NFL, and Keenan Allen got drafted in an era where it didn't matter as much. That's my takeaway. Route running is superb. His hands are all that's there. But like well, I think if we were one five years he's not. We were five years ago, Keenan Allen's first couple of years with Philip Rivers, uh, yeah, he would yeah. be a wide receiver one. And Keenan Allen's been awesome his entire career, but he, yeah, just not in 2020. He's just too old, I think, is is my you can't run him out there. Inju- like, injuries age you a lot quicker as well. Yes, yes, that is well said. That is well said. But yeah, my takeaway here is the Chargers aren't making the playoffs. The Raiders at ten and seven, they actually could, but they'd have to win five more, and uh, that's not going to happen, man. They are rolling uh, though. They are rolling. I will give them credit, man. Uh, Josh Jacobs has like almost four hundred yards rushing the last two weeks. Devontae had eight for one seventy-seven and two touchdowns today. Like they're finally giving the ball to their best players. Um, and so, concept, what a concept! Who but, knew? Yeah, I, I uh, they're gonna have to pay Josh Jacobs though because he didn't take that fifth year option, which is gonna be interesting. That's a classic ranch mistake. Yeah, and then they're gonna have to pay a running back, which they will because it's the Raiders, and then yep. he's gonna be terrible in two years once he gets his money. And yeah, that's how running backs usually. God, I love that cycle. <laughs> uh. All right, we're kind of we're rolling through here, but you've you've mentioned it a couple times, and, and you know what? Before we go here, 
Do we have anything to say about Seahawks Rams? I guess the Rams look better than I anticipated, but you know, three sixty-seven and three touchdowns. Yeah, it's uh, man. Nothing really to say about the Rams. It's more of this raises my questions about Seattle's defense more and more and more. And the more we get closer to the playoffs, they're playing these teams that are getting grooves offensively. Running game for I mean the Rams have nothing to provide in the running game, in my opinion. Cam Akers has been kind of off this team half in, half out for a while. And they're still, you know, keeping it close to John Walford. And we brought it up. It's not the offensive fault. It's it's not Geno Smith's fault. But it's something to take note of. That's really all I have yeah. to say. Good for the Seahawks keeping it alive, but it's noteworthy, that's for sure. Yeah, and just (laughs) – I just – you know, at the start of the year when I said – and I know that Stafford and Cup are hurt, but when I said I didn't think the Rams were going to make the playoffs, I never thought it was going to be this bad, man. I never thought it was going to be three and nine, 13 weeks into the year. This is just – Completely out of it. It's insane. And we've discussed how they don't have a pick for years, and they are – they are like – like Sean McVay is like LeBron almost in the sense where he just blows everything up and screws over a franchise. But hey, they got that one championship. Yeah, this is really and so, like what, so what do you like, value? Does it, it really comes down. You really start and LeBron and Sean McVay are really causing me to ask that question. Like if I was an owner, where would I rather be? Right, I got my championship, but. I'm screwed. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm screwed yeah. for the next decade. Like, would I rather have a contending team for a decade and maybe win one championship or win one championship and have to tank for five years? It's a very yeah. interesting question that I actually don't know if I could answer. I, I, I don't I don't know what yeah, I prefer. I'm not sure either. That's that's a like logistical philosophy yeah. question almost, you know. <laughs> we, can, we can dive into that another day because that ties in a lot of different sports. Um, was there any other afternoon? Oh yeah, so you you get the Chiefs Bengals, right? Well, let's let's, let's let's wait on that one. We got Dolphins 49ers. And you said oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very very interesting. Uh, lackluster performance by the Dolphins offense. They early get some things through the air, but like their running game, something they rely on at least open up play concepts was just not there to a show a little bit. of was just being young, you know, playing against the top defense, in the NFL, but ultimately the 49ers showed me everything. I've kind of, I feel like known is this is like one of the, and I don't say a couple teams, in the NFL, because I think that list is very select, maybe even all time. They don't need a quarterback to win. So you're Man, looking that's... at you're looking at the Eagles right now. Are we looking at a Nick Foles situation in your mind? Well, that's the answer. Is Brock Purdy giving me that Nick Foles? I don't know if he's the guy, especially for a playoff run. A guy that young scares me. I'm wondering, and again, gonna have to do my due diligence for Thursday's episode. Who's available on that market quarterback wise? You know they're gonna sign somebody to call up. If he's going to oh, challenge you know, Purdy, you know who not. they should, who I think they should call. Who do you think, Mister Amazon uh, Thursday Night Prime fits magic? That would be fantastic. I, I mean, they stuck struck by lightning, Drew Brees. If he wants to go out to Santa Clara, 
I think that would be fantastic. He's not. Um, Drew Brees is not coming out of retirement. No, and, and that's the Fitz bad. Fitz, Fitzpatrick might. <laughs> See, like, he, yeah, he might be. Yeah, he might be the guy to do it. And I think that actually would bode well for them. I think he'd be smart enough to just run Shanahan's system. He's not in Buffalo trying to just force it to Stevie Johnson or Lee Evans. Like it's a totally different uh, scheme they got going down down there. So that's why I don't think it's somebody competent you need or competent. I think you need somebody that's confident, if that makes sense. Somebody that's just going to, okay, Shannon called this, this, this. Let's just do it, run it. We got Debo, Christian McCaffrey. They got Kittle, like, they got the weapons to make happen. You just have a guy that's not going to shoot you in the foot. Well, it's very clear that the defense is a young Brock Purdy could do that. No, yeah, the defense, they they leave everything around them, like, almost perfect. Quite honestly, like an, like, an 05, 06 Bears situation going on here. Yeah, even 2000 Ravens, like Jamal Lewis and that amazing yeah. defense. Like, they have everything in place. It's just a matter of a guy that is going to go in there and not screw things up, but also keep it at credit. To Brock Purdy's credit, he threw two touchdowns today. He had two interceptions, but those, I believe, both came in the second half. So, it's just, one, very just one interception, actually. It was two of that, too. Okay, so I, I flipped that around. But either way, I, I don't think as a lot of people are just going to write him off. Like you kind of brought up earlier, yeah, the Seahawks are going to get No, I would I agree. It's unfair. It. I, I really agree. think they still beat the Dolphins today. Who, like, I really were – I was very high on – I thought, honestly – I think I, I would agree. Done, but... I would agree. I'll pump my brakes a little bit and write completely off. Solely because their defense is that good, that that I can agree with. Um, but in terms of like, are they going to beat the Eagles with Brock Purdy? That's where I start to say I, I I'd be real. I mean, it would take a lot because at least with Nick Foles, it was like, oh, this guy is like an, an, a vet. He's been around, you know. He threw. He had a right. really good year with the Eagles, right? Brock Purdy isn't. I mean, he's a rookie, right? He's a rookie out of Iowa. Who's was he, Mister Relevant? Times with Iowa, yeah, he was. <laughs> so that's why <laughs> that would be. A, you know what? I'll root for it just for that. Story. It's it's if a great Mr. story. Relevant it is shows up and wins a Super Bowl in his rookie yeah. year. That would be awesome. But man, that, mm. I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll we'll have to see it going forward, but. If this yeah. was a team that, like, if any team could lose their backup and go to their third string and be okay, I think it's the Niners. I, I would agree. Like most, I would agree with like, that. Like, the most, like, all right, you know, yeah, it's it's bad, but probably the least bad out of literally any other team in the NFL. That is, that is true. Um, all right, Bengals, Chiefs. Floor is yours. Yeah. I had Bengals, you had Chiefs. Burrow is now 3-0. and all time against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And, and having Chase back was definitely significant today. Um, not again, we knew this was going to be a close game. Did I take the loss in the pick? Yeah. I'm not going to completely. No, I lost by three. Yeah, points. I'm not really, I don't even have any like knee jerk reactions. It's kind of like, yeah, it's just two really good teams. I'll tell you this right now if they play each other again in the playoffs, I'm probably taking Kansas City. Right. Like, that's kind of the main takeaway is like, the Bengals, they won the game, but it didn't show enough that, like, they're far and better than the Chiefs. Like, it just solidified that, yeah, I 
I would be interested to know. Chiefs and Bills are going to be right up in there. I would be interested to know if you let me know if you know this. What are Travis Kelsey's numbers against the Bengals in those three games? Because he was non-existent today. And that's the first time he's been like that all year. And yeah, I'd have to double back to confirm, but the Bengals actually, Von Bell and Jesse Bates, their two safeties, do a lot for this team in terms of not playing the high safety positions. But both of them can roll down as linebackers. They can play some slot at times. I definitely think they gave Travis Kelsey problems today, but I don't know, you know, historically those other two matchups, what it's done. Um, All right. I pulled up. The, I would, uh, oh, I pulled up the divisional round, um, which yeah. ironic or the AFC championship, sorry, which ironically was 27 to 24, which I didn't know was the exact same. I mean, it was three so points, weird, yeah. but I know they've beaten them three times. This is like an ESPN stat, but I'm pretty sure uh, Tony Romo said, he was like, the Bengals have not beaten the, Chiefs three times in a row, and they've won by three points every single time. Wow. Which is ridiculous. But in the AFC Championship, Travis Kelsey had 10 for 95 in a touchdown. So he... Okay. So, yeah, that aspect. But they held him 24 points. So. Yeah, and listen, let's patch Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, bunch of little speedsters. It's hard to drop a game plan that just neutralizes the team really is but like you mentioned you're like yeah i still take the chiefs going to the playoffs it just, it's just bottom line is we know who both these teams are great win for the Bengals, but personally it doesn't change anything for me at all i don't Ooh. know if you have anything else that's different but so i pulled up the stats from when they played last year and jamar chase with nuclear remember that two you had 266 yep. yards uh, that day, I believe, was week. It was pretty like week fifteen or something like that. Uh, Travis Kelsey had five catches for twenty-five yards. Did have a touchdown, but definitely limited. Uh, yeah, not ex- explosive. Yeah, which is very, very interesting because Tyree Kill was six for forty that day too on ten targets. So, I guess the Bengals. The theme I'm getting here is the Chiefs, especially before Tyree Kill left. But the Chiefs have always been this just explosion machine. Um, yeah. you know, and 34, 31 was the score this time. The time of the other two times were 27, 24. I guess yeah. my takeaway is the Bengals defense is just doing a consistent job. It seems of just limiting explosives, explosives. Um, and limiting- well, they've been kind of just, uh, underrated since Burrow got there, in my opinion. Like when, when you see a team, so it's time the Bengals gave up like a 40 bomb to somebody since Burrow's been there. Yeah. it's a good point. Um, the other thing too is the Bengals. I believe I saw this stat. They are the best. The last like six or five, six weeks are the best running rushing team in the league by far. Their offensive oh. line is really rolling. Samaja P. Ryan had another 100 yards rushing today. They don't even have Mixon, right? And right, so right. Uh, to rush for 100 yards without Mixon and then Burrow, he's Joe Cool. So you know, I took the pick. Just you guys can check the receipts. That's what I said. I also just took it because you picked the Chiefs, but. Um, yeah, man, yeah. this is becoming a really – the AFC right now is – I can't – I could talk for hours about how entertaining the AFC playoff picture is right now. And it's really a tra- tragedy that the NFC is not going to have somebody – you know, it, it, I'm hoping for a good Super Bowl, obviously. Anything similar, right. Yeah, there's nothing – you know, last year I think there was because you had Rodgers-Brady going still. You had the up-and-coming – 
a couple up and coming teams. And it was like, oh man, you know, this could be, this could end up being pretty good. And then you had the the, the Stafford storyline, the NFC felt like that could be really good. And then you had right. the surprise Bengals, and now the Bengals are no it's no longer a surprise, and they're still really freaking good after starting zero and two, uh, if you recall. Now they're now eight and four. So um, I'm excited for the AFC playoffs, man. Can't say much of the same for the NFC though, which is sad. No, yeah, it's quite the travesty. Um, and we'll see some NFC action, you know, obviously tomorrow night. Cowboys should roll against Colts, but wow. I mean, in terms of just uh you know what happened today and going forward, a lot of teams are not only have kind of played themselves out, but that like I would say six to even five to ten slots. For both conferences is getting dicey, and I would agree it's not winners. as it's not as dicey as we thought it was, or not as solid as we thought it was when it comes to like oh the AFC Going is in. packed. Like I feel like some of the teams have really started to like tail off. Um, for sure, same for the for NFC. Sure. I could see somebody catching the Giants that we don't even know about. Like even if it's the Packers or the Lions. Could, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> if I it happens, yeah, good, but man, I, man yeah. even as a Packers fan, I'm not even saying. Ooh. I think the Lions have a better chance of doing it than the Packers. Right, right, yeah, right. and Seattle is right there. Too. So um, there are some spots opening up. If if a team can get to nine wins, I think they can get in in the NFC. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, and it wouldn't yeah. be the Packers because they lost to both the, the Commanders and the Giants, so they're out no matter what. Their their season's yeah. over. Nine and eight for them is essentially an eight and nine. Yeah, that's what a lot of people sometimes don't understand is those tiebreakers go a long way. Yeah. Um. um wow, yeah. That's... So that brings us to our closing segment. Just a quick recap of uh, fantasy frenzy going into Monday night and. Uh, it's over, so uh, you got the win this week. But I do want to apologize. We messed <laughs> up the numbers last week. Uh, we said I was three and four, four and three. And if you look at our Instagram, it's incorrect as well. Something was wrong in the spreadsheet. So my apologies. Uh, going into the week, I was three and five. You were five and three, um, and I had eleven hundred seventy-six points, and you had eleven hundred seventy-one. And then um, this week oh, so I'm at 130. I'm done with 137, which is actually a pretty solid week. And you have 150 and still have the Dallas defense. So unless they go for minus 13, it's it's over. Um, and and the difference was the difference was Christian Kirk, and he had a solid day at 16.4. But if I had taken out Amon Ra, he was over 30. That would have put me above Ooh. going into going into tonight, and we would have to see. But uh, the big bust for my me, receivers did. Like, well, I, I wasn't – when it comes to receivers, it, it really I, – I had A.J. Brown, and then I outdid you by 14 points at the quarterback position. So I kind of – it was closer in that sense, but the big difference was uh, um, Justin Jefferson and Nick Chubb. Jefferson got mm-hmm. that touchdown late to get to 18, and Chubb had like 80 yards rushing, just didn't get anything else going in it. He just had eight points. Uh, and then obviously – how do you take Travis Kelsey first overall and only get seven points out of it is beyond me, but glad I dodged a bullet. Yeah, sure. yeah. He actually got outscored by Mark Andrews this week. So Mark Andrews didn't do a whole lot, though. 
what, 10? Yeah, exactly. He had 9.4. So garbage, garbage is what I say. And then Derrick Henry goes for five. How did I forget to mention that? That's ridiculous. That's pitiful, if you ask me. But uh, other than that, I, I mean, 137 is like a top five scoring week all time for us. So I, I might have to make a spreadsheet so we can start gathering stats like that. But uh, yeah. Um, uh, oh, wow. Because who doesn't love ESPN stats for random sports contests that or fantasy contests? Who doesn't love picking random stats? But um, yeah, you're going to get the win. Um, Eckler and Stevenson both had 13. Pretty bad, if you ask me, especially for Eckler. Um, Stevenson had a really strong fourth quarter, if I recall, on Thursday night. But uh, your big winner was Devontae, 37 points. Kind of tough to beat. Yeah. They'll get done, and honestly, the running backs just not busting as you know in the Derrick Henry fashion. I mean, thirteen's not great, but I'll also I'll I'll take it. My receivers are going to go for almost forty. So. Yeah, yeah. And then Tyreek Hill caught that long touchdown too. That didn't matter. I think that got him to thirty or twenty nine point six. But yeah, that was garbage. Good man. Good man. So um, that kind of concludes our episode. Uh, Looking at the score, it's 10-7 Indy at the end of the first quarter. So oh. we'll see maybe, if that holds. Maybe the Colts aren't low. done. Maybe the Colts yeah. aren't done. But uh, as always, make sure to check us out on TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube, the whole, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, we'll be back. We'll be back Tuesday with NBA Tuesday. As always, we're back on our normal schedule. Should be for the time being. Don't have another holiday for a couple weeks. But um, yeah, any closing thoughts as we as we finish the first December. Um, Sunday mm. reaction as, mm. as we get really yeah. close to playoff season. Right, yeah, we'll probably have some new uh, content for you guys in terms of segments, um, you know, playoff season coming up and whatnot. Definitely going to be incorporating some new things along with obviously our NBA. Once, you know, NFL drops off, we're not just going to go to one podcast. We're going to continue to push yeah. content. I do, have, I, do have a qu- I do have a question for you, actually, before we wrap. Uh, who's your midseason or three-quarter season MVP? NFL-wise? Yes. Um, yeah, in terms of the NFL, I'm going to give it to Patrick Mahomes based on trajectory. I understand Allen's falling off a bit. He's kept things uh, solid. And I- oh, looks like he dropped out. Um, so he took Patrick Mahomes. His phone must have died or something. But uh, as always, guys, Thanks for listening. Um, my season MVP, I was going to make the case for Tyreek Hill. So uh, we can talk more about that on Thursday. But as always, guys, thanks for listening. And uh, be sure to spread the word. And we'll be back Tuesday with NBA Tuesday. So peace.